From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. that you've joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional thought for today is called A Man Without Fear. The text is found in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 12. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. Of course, if the Lord sent Moses on an errand, he would not let him go alone. The tremendous risk which it would involve, and the great power it would require, would render it ridiculous for God to send a poor lone Hebrew to confront the mightiest king in all the world and then leave him to himself. It could not be imagined that a wise God would match poor Moses with Pharaoh and the enormous forces of Egypt. Hence, he says, Certainly I will be with thee, as if it were out of the question that he would send him alone. In my case also, the same rule will hold good If I go upon the Lord's errand with a simple reliance upon His power and a single eye to His glory, it is certain that He will be with me. His sending me binds Him to back me up. Is not this enough? What more can I want? If all the angels and archangels were with me, I might fail. But if He is with me, I must succeed." Only let me take care that I act worthily toward this promise. Let me not go timidly, half-heartedly, carelessly, presumptuously. What manner of person ought he to be who has God with him? In such company it behooveth me to play the man, and like Moses, go in unto Pharaoh without fear. Shake off thy guilty fear 
This day of many uncertainties, the political unrest, widespread violence, and moral confusion, people are asking, what is it all about? What does life mean, or does it have any meaning? Thankfully, there is one place where despairing men, women, and young people can find the answers to those questions, the Holy Bible, God's inspired, inerrant word. The Apostle Paul, speaking of the gospel, wrote, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. He was referring to the righteousness that God gives to sinners on the basis of Christ's death on the cross. A medical doctor who found life's answer in Christ has written a brief summary of the central teaching of the Bible in a booklet called The Meaning of Life and the Love of God. In a few clearly written pages, he explains how sinners can find forgiveness and redemption in God's blessed Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For a free copy of The Meaning of Life and the Love of God, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak. 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of The Meaning of Life and the Love of God, and we'll be happy to provide it.
As Dr. Cairns continues these studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, he will bring the final portion of a message called The Witness of the Spirit. As he's been explaining, there are in the Scriptures at least seven actions ascribed to the Holy Spirit. So far, we've seen that the Holy Spirit is responsible for the inspiration of the Bible, that he points to Christ, not to himself, that he uses the truth of the gospel to bring in the full number of those whom God the Father has given to his Son. In addition, the Holy Spirit assures those who receive the gospel of the reality of the things it promises, and he keeps the Christian from fatal error. In concluding the message, Dr. Cairns will show how the Spirit exposes and battles Satan, as well as how he guarantees the entire triumph of the truth. Now, Dr. Cairns concludes this message called, The Witness of the Spirit. Make very sure that nothing comes between you and your God. Because the full assurance of hope, he links to diligence. What a joy it is. When a believer has the absolute confidence, the word hope in Scripture has nothing to do with vagueness or uncertainty. It has to do with confidence. It has to do with a confident waiting for that which is yet unseen, but nonetheless is certain. What a joy it is when a believer has absolute confidence that all that is promised is his. His future is absolutely secure in the hand of the full The full assurance of hope. And then chapter 10, verse 22, there is the full assurance of faith. You'll notice how closely that is linked with prayer. Let us draw near with a full, a true heart in full assurance and faith. Notice how these things are conjoined. We're drawing near to God. Here's the diligence. It's a true heart. Hypocrites have no right to say they have full assurance. The hope of the hypocrite will perish. Assurance of understanding of hope of faith. This faith which is the gift of God. Colossians 2, this faith which is the operation of God in the heart. This faith is witnessed by the Holy Ghost. This is the highest form of assurance when the Spirit of God conjointly witnesses with our spirit. I come to the Word and because God has regenerated me, my heart witnesses to the truth of that Word. My heart accepts what that Word says and when that Bible says I am saved, my spirit sets to its seal that God is true. That is one level of witness. Thank God for it. Let us never move from Scripture. 
because of that regenerating act of the Holy Spirit. There has been a change in this life. I take no credit for it, but I thank God for it and for every evidence of grace, every desire to glorify Christ, every yearning for the will of God, every longing for prayer, every submission of the heart to him is an evidence of his grace. And I thank God for it. What a joy it is to have such assurance. Crowning it all. And the Holy Spirit himself comes. He does what the psalmist asked him to do in the 35th Psalm. I believe the second verse. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. When the Spirit himself comes and he speaks, that full assurance. May God give to every believer the full assurance of understanding, of hope, and of hope. Very quickly, for my time is gone, the Holy Spirit not only witnesses to the Christian and with the Christian, but he witnesses in the Christian. And that brings us to guidance. I'm going to be dealing separately with the leading of the Spirit at a later time. But we have read in Romans 8, 14, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I was thinking as I pondered this subject of the prophets that Peter mentions over in 1 Peter chapter 1 uh, and verses 11 and 12. The apostle says that the Old Testament prophets searched what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported. Notice this. These Old Testament prophets searched for the mind of the Spirit in Scripture. That's how you read the Bible, you know. If Isaiah, who penned his book, had to pray, Holy Spirit of God, reveal the meaning and the truth and the significance of this to me. Make it vital in my life. How much more do I need to pray that? The way to read the Bible is not just with an academic view. It's not just with a, a, a grammatical or critical analysis. My friend, the way to read the Bible is to cry to the Holy Spirit to give us the significance and the meaning and to lead us into the fullness of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit answered their prayers when they prayed it was revealed to them. I want to tell you, my friend, you get down to study the Bible you ask the Lord to give you the meaning. We're going to deal at a later stage. I'm sorry to have to say all the things we're going to deal with, but so many things are intertwined in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. I have to do it. We'll be dealing later with the unction of the Spirit, which has particular reference to a Christian's understanding. Now let me just uh, throw in a little writer here. And that's... Uh, 
a legal term that's saying, I have said all that I have said, but, but, I am shocked at so many Christians who come along and the Holy Spirit told them this and the Holy Spirit told them that and the Holy Spirit told them the other thing, what shirt to put on, what tie to go with a shirt, how to lace their shoes, uh, where to park their car. The Holy Spirit has told them a lot of things. Then there are others. I think of the Gaithers. You've heard of Gaither music. I'm not getting into the subject of music this morning. I have to say some things they wrote were very nice and very good, and other things they wrote were far from that subject, that standard. But when they were asked to change the wording of a certain song, now let me say, I personally didn't agree with the reasons that the preachers had for asking them to change it. And I think the Gaithers were probably nearer the truth, though it was a very mixed up song that they wrote. But uh, they were nearer the truth in this line than the people who were criticizing them. What interests me was their answer. That the Holy Spirit gave them this. And they couldn't and wouldn't change it. I want to tell you something. That is heresy. The Holy Spirit leads through this book. He leads to this book. He leads in accordance with this book. But anybody will not subject what he claims to be the leading of the Spirit or the meaning of the Spirit to the book of God, that man has gone into heresy. To the law and to the testimony. Isaiah 8 and 20. That is the standard. The Holy Spirit speaking in and by Scripture. I want to tell you, you know, if that standard were only rigorously adopted by God's people, a lot of the crazy notions that people have when they come to the Bible would be eradicated overnight. The Bible is not for you and me to turn into a book of fairy tales to make us say anything we wanted to say. Oh yes, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. The fear of the Lord will lead you to bow to what the Spirit says in Scripture. Let's ask him through the Scriptures. Always be very, very careful of any interpretation of the Bible or any course of activity that is purely a feeling from within. Now, the Spirit of God can work through your feelings, but always suspect your own innate drives and feelings. Always suspect them and subject them to Scripture. And only if through the Scripture they are confirmed, proceed that this is the will of God. We'll come back to the leading of the Spirit, but there is guidance for the believer. Just as the Lord Jesus was led by the Spirit even into the wilderness, thank God we can be led by the Holy Ghost. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He directs your paths. Finally, 
the Holy Spirit witnesses through the Christian. And here is service. How many times I wonder have I quoted Acts 5 and 32? Again, a favorite text of mine. We are his witnesses, and so also is the Holy Ghost. You know, that was the great key to the success of the early church. Was Peter a great preacher? I think we'd have to say he was a fairly good preacher. Because he was an inspired preacher. He must have been a, a great preacher. But I'm going to shock you. I've said this before. If you haven't heard it, it may shock you. If Peter got up in the average fundamental church today and preached the message that he preached in the day of Pentecost, people would sit back and shrug their shoulders and say, that's not even a gospel message. Strange how we have spread, isn't it? Here's the message that saw 3,000 people see him. But it doesn't measure up to what Bible believers today have convinced themselves an evangelistic message ought to be. If you read the preaching of some of the great men of God of the past, well, some of it is marvelous preaching. Heard about Dr. Panosian coming to do Spurgeon. Well, there is a preacher whose preaching will be reckoned great until the end of time, never better. But you read the sermons, for instance, of Billy Sunday. I have to be honest. I get as much out of reading the daily newspaper as I get out of reading Billy Sunday's sermons. Now, that's not to say anything about Billy Sunday's preaching. It's simply to say that there was something in the preaching that that pen and ink can't capture. When he could stand up to preach and the Holy Ghost stood with him. That's what moved America. That's what brought the uh, counted million souls professing faith in Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, my friend, here is something that is better than all the homiletical and theological skill that a man can attain. The witness of the Holy Ghost with them as he preaches. God give us that. As God would use us, we preach and through us the Holy Spirit with us. That's what I long for. We have read in John 16 what the Holy Spirit will do. Convince the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. By the way, always be careful quoting that text. It's not convicting the world of sin, righteousness and judgment to come. Another scripture that you're mangling in there with it. Convincing and convicting of sin because they don't believe in Christ. Righteousness because Christ has gone to his father. And judgment because of Calvary, the prince of this world was judged. In other words, the entire ministry of the Holy Spirit through his preachers and his servants and his witnesses is to bring men and women to Jesus Christ and in the light of Christ to see their sin and feel their need and get right with God. How does he do it? Look at Acts 2. When Peter preached, verse 37, hearers had their hearts pricked. And they cried out. Oh, that's the witness of the Holy Ghost. Men and women, we need that. 
Before I came to church this morning, my heart was in this very subject. I wasn't thinking of the sermon. Just praying for this year of service in this church, this city, and this nation. Praying that God would make 1987 a year when the Holy Spirit would come and work through us. And our outreach would be greater than it's ever been before. And our burden for souls would be deepened. Our love for Christ would be extended. Our service for God would really burden. Praying that God would use us. God would use us. God can use you. Listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 